temple for you, Lord, is what I long to be. The dwelling place where you can come and live inside of me. You'll never be contained. This is the truth, isn't it? Inside these walls of clay, we're going to take you out into the world so they can hear me say praise 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 there's power in the name of praise in your life <laughs> just call on Jesus name <laughs> but Jesus is the light <laughs> he will drive your dark away when you draw close to him he'll draw close to you he's gonna pick you up <laughs> restore your soul <laughs> Make your life brand new when you praise him. Praise him. Praise him. Praise him. I want to praise in your life call on Jesus name <laughs> Jesus is the light he drove all my dark away I draw close to him he draws close to me <laughs> that's when he picks me up <laughs> he changes things <laughs> woo I praise you, Lord. Praise, 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 praise. Oh Lord, we praise your name. Praise.
even as a child, I can feel the comfort. I can experience the healing power as he flowed through her, as he flowed through me. If you have a need this morning, I want you to speak it. Jesus, tell it. is holy around the throne they're saying this morning, would you just begin to call on that name? At the name of Jesus, the Bible says every knee will bow, every tongue will confess, and the name given among men, no other name given among men whereby we might be saved. Jesus is his name. Jesus is a healer. Jesus is your deliverer. He is your salvation. He's your hope. He's your glory in life, your success. It's all about Jesus. We honor you, Jesus. 
we preach the cross, we love you, Lord. It's mercy and grace, it's healing. Mercy. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. We love you, Jesus. Right where you are, just begin to call out the need that you may have in your life. I don't know what you're going through, but right now, while they begin to worship, and I want to tell our volunteers who are here this morning, before service started, we anointed with oil a bunch of prayer cloths along the front here. If you want one, if you need one in your life with your family, I want you to feel comfortable to step out, come and get one, and go back to your seat. And we're appreciating and thanking you for being here today. But we are praying right now for every need that's represented. We're praying for Brother Bud Jewell who's in the hospital. Brother Bud, we're praying for you and asking God to be with you. He had surgery, emergency surgery over the weekend. We want to pray for him and for the needs that you have. If you're at your house today, you're in the basement, you're in the living room, wherever you are, whatever needs you might have, God is able. God is able. He can speak and it's over. He can provide for you in a minute, in an instant. He's a miraculous, he's a wonderful, he's a magnificent God. He is there with you right where you are. He's with us here in this sanctuary. And next week, we're opening up, man. We're back to church. We're back to worship together, and we can't hardly wait. But right now, let's pray together for these needs. And again, if you'd like one of these prayer cloths, you're welcome either now or after service to grab one of those that have been anointed and prayed over. Let's pray together. Father, as we come before you, we thank you this morning that we can come boldly before your throne of grace, that we are able, God, to come into your presence and to find the favor and the blessing, the deliverance that is ours through your word. We promise, we love the promises of God. We hold to them today, and we ask you, Lord, would you minister strength and healing and deliverance right now? Someone's laying their hand on their own body because they're suffering in pain. I pray, God, for you to deliver them right now by the power of your Holy Spirit. Work in them now. We come pleading the blood of Jesus Christ. We come proclaiming the promises of God and give you the glory, give you the honor, and give you all the praise as we're singing this morning. All of our attention, all of our glory goes to the person of Jesus Christ, the living Son of God. We give you praise. We give you honor. We give you thanks today. On the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus. Jesus. Oh, his name is Jesus. Jesus. That name will bring That name will bring grace to your life. Jesus. Hope has a name. Joy has a name. His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. Jesus. Hallelujah. Well, praise God. What a beautiful presence of the Lord that we feel here in this place and your place. 
we honor you today and thank you for joining us. And just while we were having technical difficulties there in the beginning of service, I didn't know what to do, so I grabbed my phone and went to Facebook Live, came out here and started filming for myself. And I noticed nearly 100 of you signed on immediately. So thank you. You're out there. We know that the live stream is back up and you're watching all over the entire country, all around the world. We're so thankful for you. This morning we're going to be hearing a word of God, a message entitled Recovery from our student pastor, Cameron Jones. We love Cameron and Whitney and so proud of them. And I know that God is going to use him to speak a word into your life today and into mine. So we're excited for the word that's coming in just a moment. But before we do that, and before we move on in the service, let me just remind you that, and thank you that you've been giving. There's a give button right there on the screen. If you don't mind, take a few moments and, and give. You can pay your tithe there. You can give an offering. You can give to missionaries. Continuing to pray for Kathy and Chris Swift and for Todd and Rhonda Taylor in Paraguay. All of our different missionaries all around the world. We're so thankful for you. Fred and Jackie Kessner and they're in Tokyo and they're going back to Australia. So thrilled that they're doing a great work. God's touched so many of our missionaries and we love them. We help to support them. We want to love them today by your gifts. So as you give, give us unto the Lord. And it may be a new way, but you're you're discovering it. We've been noticing a lot of you are on that never had before been giving electronically. So thank you for that. And also while we're here in the sanctuary today, I want to remind all of you out there, today is the weekend represents Memorial Day. And we want to take just a moment to first of all in-house, we have all of our volunteers that are going to help us in preparing the facility and getting ready for next week, our grand opening on May 31st, Sunday, Pentecost Sunday. Pentecost Sunday. Isn't that, isn't that great? What I loved about that was that Brother Lane Sargent said this to me in a text yesterday. He said, he said, you know, Pentecost, the day of Pentecost was the birth of the church. And here we are in 2020 opening back up on Pentecost Sunday. It's kind of like the rebirth of the church. And so we're excited to be able to be here next week. It's going to be a grand day, a huge day, wonderful day to be in the presence of God, to be in the house of God. And that, wherever you are because now that we've gotten so so akin to having you with us online you're just going to keep you we're not letting you go anywhere we're going to work together to have in-house worship and online worship as a matter of fact i'm very excited that i get to announce next sunday i'm going to announce some wonderful new ideas and plans that we have someone that's going to help us with our online campus so we're excited to tell you about that but anyway back to what this weekend represents Memorial Day. You know, this is a time in our lives, in our year, where we stop for a few moments to recognize all of those who have given their lives in service for our freedom. Now, as never before, it's most appropriate for us to recognize those that have kept us during this COVID season, during this virus attack on the world. They become now first responders in many ways. And so we're thankful for doctors and nurses, for those folks who have worked in nursing homes and kept their hand close to those that are going through health difficulties. And we thank you and remember you today as we remember every military, active or inactive, retired or who stepped away or someone that we remember that is long been gone from us. We 
take just a moment to recognize all of you. Would you help me to just honor them with a hand clap? They can hear that. The greatest courage I believe there is in the world is to sign up putting your life on the line for the United States of America. So thank you. Those of you who are here, is there anyone who served, you have served or you're serving currently? Thank you. God bless you all over the room. Thank you for your service. Thank you for your commitment, your dedication to putting your life on the line for our country. We honor you today. I wish that we had the whole place full of people so we could just do it right, but we're doing it the best we can today to honor you and thank you. We pray for you. We love you. We honor you. We're thankful that you're part of our church family. And all out there, wherever you are, if you're serving, if you have served, or your heart is hurting because of someone you've lost, we want to tell you that we're praying for you. We love you. Today, we honor you. Give you due recognition. All right. With that said, I think I have one more thing here. Let me see. Volunteers. Last thing for us today before we move on is that immediately after this service, we're going to ask you to move into the two center sections here start our training for you. Again, thank you for being here, for being with us. What we're trying to accomplish is we want to make sure you understand. We're so excited about the news that came down yesterday that church and worship is now essential. Amen. Had we gotten that word a little, little later than just 48 hours, we would have tried to accomplish something spectacular this morning, but what we are doing is preparing our facility, getting ready for our families to return, and next Sunday is our grand reopening day, and we are excited about what we've got going, we've ordered the signage, we've, we're training our folks, we're getting ready, and we're going to, over the next couple of weeks, we're going to be reopening every area of our church, but we're doing it very systematically, and we're doing it in a way that keeps you safe, and also gives you a sense of peace of mind. So we're going to be working hard on that. Thank you to all of you who are here today to volunteer, to be trained, to be part of opening day next Sunday. You are very, very important to us, and we're honoring you. And I would like to take just a moment, if you guys wouldn't mind, since I kind of got an audience for the first time in a long time, this week and last week, our audio, sound, video, cameras, all of these guys, our safety team, they have been here throughout the entire uh, coronavirus epidemic, pandemic. And they have served faithfully. They've come out every single Sunday, even when we only had just a handful of people that was here, they would be here. I would like you, if you wouldn't mind, to just take a minute to help me to thank every one of them for their faithfulness and their commitment over the last eight, nine weeks. so much for your dedication and commitment and again it's just so good to see your face I'm glad you're here and I'm glad you'll be here many of you next week and for those who are joining us online as a part of our online campus you're home as well God bless you all
was lost and I couldn't find my way. Oh, but everything, everything changed. Now nothing, nothing is the same. Smile. 
Amen. This morning, if you came to give him glory and give him honor, can we just clap our hands? Maybe we can lift our hands for just a moment longer and just open up our mouths and tell him that he's worthy of praise and honor. You know, it, it reveals a praise in us when we go through something difficult. When we go through something trying and difficult, something is revealed in us, our faith, our praise, our gratitude, our thanksgiving. And I came this morning through three months of this whole ordeal to give him praise and to give him glory and to give him honor because he has been faithful and he will always be faithful. Amen. One more time this morning, we just give the Lord praise. For his goodness, if you would, I know that you've been standing, but if you would, I want, if I can, really fast to go. If you would, let's go in the word of God to 1 Samuel chapter 30. Um, if you're able to this morning, we'll, we'll continue to stand. I just, something about this, it's not always every time I, I speak or, or, or share, do I say to, to stand if you're able to, but I just feel like this morning it's, it's good to stand, even in our homes today, maybe as we're watching, maybe stand as we read the Word of God. I believe that the Word of God is always relevant, and it's always speaking, no matter what. You can find things in there that you may not think apply to you, but God makes it apply. But there are moments in our life where His Word intersects with our emotions. It intersects with the path that we're on, the, the relationships that we're in, the specific moment of our life that we're in, and He gives us a word. For that time and that moment. And I really believe this morning that the Lord has given us something and will give us something. I believe he's given me a word to give to somebody. And, and, and it would be a word in season for us. And so as we read this, I want to first of all give honor to our pastor. Listen, if you've never pastored through a pandemic, he has earned his, uh, his stripes even more so. And we honor him and we're so thankful for him, for uh, his leadership and wisdom through all of this. We love him uh, so much and appreciate him. And you know, the truth is, and I'm the youth pastor, but a church needs to take care of their pastor. They need to love their pastor. If I could say it like I think the Word of God says, I think our church is judged by how we treat our pastor. But I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep on this, and maybe that's just the pastor's son speaking, but I'm thankful for our church and how they love our pastor, and I'm thankful for our pastor and how he loves God's church today. If, if you believe that, say amen with me. 1 Samuel chapter 30, reading verse 1 through 7, it says, Now when David and his men came to Ziklag on the third day, I want to break that down for a minute. The Amalekites had made a raid against Negev and against Ziklag. They had overcame Ziklag and burned it with fire and taken captive the, 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 the women and all, the woman and all, and who were in it both small and great. They killed no one, Jesus, but carried them off and went their way. And when David and his men came to the city, they found it burned with fire and their wives and sons and daughters taken captive. Then David and the people who were with him raised their voices and wept until they had no more strength to wept. Jesus, help us right there. That season they were in. But David's two wives also had been taken captive, Ahanom, of Jezreel and Abigail, the widow of Nabal of Carmel. And David was greatly distressed, for the people spoke of stoning him, because all the people were bitter in soul, each for his sons and daughters. But David strengthened himself in the Lord his 
God. Father, we love you and we praise you. Thank you for your word. It's living and active. God, let it be applied to our lives wherever we are. God, sitting in this sanctuary or the sanctuary that's our homes as we watch, I pray the anointing and power and fire of your Holy Spirit, God, would strengthen us, God. Where need be, God, let it heal us, God. If need be, God, me first. God, let it correct us, God. But let it always guide us and bring honor and glory to your name. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You can be seated here and in your homes. But I, I want to I share, if I can, for a moment, a message this morning just called recovery. You know, I, I stood in the yard uh, this week. And we were standing in the grass and we took notice of in some places in the grass there were big gaps in the grass where it was only dirt. You couldn't see any grass in the middle of these yards. And, and I was standing there with some friends of mine and we began to talk about that a little bit. And he made mention of the fact that the reason that there are gaps in the yard is because uh, um, underneath the ground, right underneath it, a lot of the dead things have been stored up and gotten so thick at, at right underneath the soil that anything new or trying to grow was prevented from growing. And the only thing, the only way to fix that is not to plant more seed or, or not to water it more. That, that's not the way to fix that hole or, or that barren place. The way to fix that barren place is to go in and break up the dead things so that, that uh, a seed can be planted there and water can be uh, ultimately brought to that seed and what's alive can now burst forth out of that. And I want to tell you something today. I, I believe that, that I'm in a season. I believe that we're in a season where, where some things that were dead have come to the surface and, and sometimes it's prevented the work and will of God to happen in our lives. But I'm given authority, I'm given permission to Jesus Christ and the power of His Holy Spirit through the power of His Word today to go in and break up those dead things so that He can plant brand new things, He can water those things and new things can come forth in my life and in your life and in His church today. He wants to get in and heal some things. He wants to get in and rearrange some things. He wants to get in and prune some things so that we can walk in healing and we can walk in wholeness and walk in God's power today. I've been overwhelmed with that thought all through the night. My prayers always came back to that thought that God wants to break up the old and, and maybe even the dead, some of the places we were so that something new can be planted and life can happen again. Listen, the place where they were, where David's uh, mighty men and their families, where they were was a place called Ziklag. Now, if you'll track with me for just a few moments here, I'm going to give you and, 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 and take you back to, to some, some history. And I hope that it's not, it's not irrelevant. I know it's not. But track with me for a second as God applies it to you and to me this morning. The place where they were was a place called Ziklag. Now, if you look that up in the book of Genesis, it was originally given to the tribe of Judah, Simeon. But essentially, the, the, the tribe of Judah is where it was, it was given to. And if you know anything about Judah, the tribe of Judah, the son, he was the son of Jacob and Leah. Now go with me for a second. If you look in the scripture, you know that Jacob was married to Leah, but he was also married to Rachel. If you look down into the story that, that the scripture tells us that Jacob loved Rachel. 
I love those, those godly love stories. Anybody have a godly love? I, I have one of those, and I'm praying, uh, I'm praying she loves me more and more every day. But he, he fell in love with Rachel and loved Rachel so much that, that Rachel's father, Laban, actually uh, made an agreement with Jacob and, and said this, that you're going to work seven years so that you can basically earn Rachel's hand in marriage. Jacob said, yes, I will. I want to be loved like that. And I'm sure you want to. He said, I'll work seven years to earn her hand in marriage. And he did. At the end of those seven years, as he worked for her hand in marriage, Laban deceived Jacob and actually gave Leah to him in marriage. He was surprised by that. But listen to this. He came to him and they made an agreement. He said, work seven more years and you can have Rachel's hand in marriage. And they worked through that. And, and Rachel, also he was married He was married to her. So he was married to Rachel and Leah. But Leah felt less than loved. Leah felt forgotten. Leah felt left out. She was broken. You have to understand the the mother of Judah, the place where she was, was so important because we have to to look at that place because where she was was not where she ended up. The the, the desperation and the despair and the discouragement and the the feeling of of being less than and the feeling of being overlooked and never enough. Leah was in that place, but eventually the, 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 the work of God broke through into her life to where her eyes got off of what other people thought and on to the Lord. Listen to what the scripture tells us in Genesis chapter 29 verse 31 through 35 about Leah. It says, but when the Lord saw that Leah was hated, he opened her womb. But Rachel was barren and Leah conceived and bore a son and she called his name Reuben. And for she said, because the Lord has looked upon my affliction for now, Now my husband will love me. I can bear him a child. Surely he will love me. Verse 33 says, And she conceived again and bore a son and said, Because the Lord has heard that I am hated. Listen, she went from because the Lord has seen my affliction to because the Lord has heard my affliction, he has given me this son also. And she called his name Simeon. And again she conceived and bore a son and said, Now this time my husband will be attached to me. This time. My husband will be attached. One version says, finally, my husband will be attached to me. Finally, he will love me. Finally, I will get the affection and instead of the rejection. Finally, he will look at me the way he looks at Rachel. It says, because I have borne him three sons, but therefore, or therefore, his name was called Levi. Can I present something to you, a thought to you and to the people of God today? Maybe the rejection of people actually pointed you to Jesus. We look at situations and we focus so much on what people think of us and how they feel about us and our emotions and so much of our lives are directed towards what others think and feel about us. We work so hard to, to get our, our looks right and we look work so hard to get our, our physical looks right. We work so hard to get our, our, our financial place. We work so hard to get our houses ready. We work so hard to get our family to keep up the appearance of this and to that. We're trying our best to, to get the affirmation 
generation of people, and there's nothing wrong with having a good name around town. Nothing wrong with that. But you can see that Leah was married to rejection. Leah was consumed by rejection. She was consumed so much so that every day she went through the day feeling like she was less than and not enough. But I want to tell you, you may be in that place where you feel rejection. You may be in that place where you feel left out and forgotten about. But do not forsake that place and do not curse that place because maybe that's what it took to get you to finally look up and receive and know the love of a Savior and know his comforting arms and his presence that does not cast you out but instead invites you in. It, it does not push you away but it says come into my presence and with, with, with confidence come to the throne room of grace so that I can pour my praise or I can pour my goodness and I can pour my grace and I can pour my mercy upon you and you might know who love is not just what love is I'm thankful for every time I felt rejected I'm thankful for every time it felt like I didn't fit in anywhere because it kept me moving and it kept me seeking after that place and then one day when I was 18 years old when I had tried everything else and I had been around everywhere else I, I heard about Jesus and Jesus came knocking on my door and I walked to an altar you could say I crawled to an altar because it's true and I lifted my hands and it was in that moment that I found love and I found peace and so maybe the rejection of people that has been hurting you is actually pointing you to healing and it's pointing you to Jesus Christ. If you know that he's a healer and you know that he's faithful and you know that he's with you, can we just clap our hands for a moment this morning? I love this. Verse 35, it says, and she conceived again, again, Jesus, broke up all those things in our lives she conceived again, bore a son, and said, this time, Jesus. I wish if we were all here, I'd say, somebody say this time. But maybe we'll save that for a couple weeks from now. But this time, I will praise the Lord. There's no focus. Therefore, she called his name Jesus. There's no focus on rejection. There's only focus on praising the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Telling you, there's some of us that have been up all night thinking about what others think of us. And what we need to do instead of offering that movie screen and giving the devil all those opportunities to just work and, and just uh, hurt us and, 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 and discourage us. Instead of opening up that opportunity, what I'm going to do is I'm going to lift up a banner of praise to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I'm going to lift up my worship to him. And every time that worry and every time that fret and every time that anxious thought comes my way, I'm, I'm reacting to it. I'm responding to it with praise this morning and whenever it hits it, this time the tough times pointed us to him if you look at Ziglag it tells us at this particular moment here as we fast forward to where David is at Ziklag was given to David by the Philistines now I would say that they had ownership of that but that's not correct I would say that they had occupation of that but that's actually not right either the Philistines had stewardship of that time. They had stewardship of, of that area. It wasn't owned by them, but at the time, God had given them stewardship, and they had given it to David ultimately 
And then ultimately his mighty men joined him there. But I find it ironic that as they give this land to David, for David to find refuge and David to find escape, this was in the moment of his life where he was running from Saul and he was running for his life and basically he was trying to survive. It was given to him by the enemy of Israel, the Philistines. And I just want to say this today, that, that God can and will use anybody to open doors for you. God can and will use anybody to open doors for you. And listen to the, to the, to the God part of this. David is a descendant of Judah. So that means that, that God remembers his promises and he never, ever forgets his promises. See, I know some people, they're not really good with the details. Maybe I'm good with the details. Maybe I'm not. I'm sure that that's up to judgment of somebody besides me. But I know this, that God is in the details. He's in the details of your life. Every time you felt rejected, maybe you were being redirected. Every time you felt like we talked about left out, God never forgets his promises. And he is going to take you through to where he wants you to be. God can and, you, can and will use anybody to open doors for you, his child. And he never forgets his promises. I want to say this tonight or this morning too. Favor will find you anywhere. Even in a pandemic. <laughs> I wish I could, I, just, I feel that in my spirit today. Favor will find you anywhere, even in a pandemic. I want to remind you this morning as we watch and as we're here this morning that you are a result of someone's prayers. At one point, I was on that wall, not this one. But at one point, I was someone that somebody was praying for. Pastor talks about prodigals and there's so many names and, and some of those have been taken down this week, I, I've heard. But I, I want to tell you something, your name is going to be taken down from that wall. God's going to use the things that you're into and going through right now to bring you back to the Lord. Now, now a prodigal, we, we say that a lot, that, that's not those finding, that's those coming back, those that walked with the Lord and walked away from him. A, a prodigal, that the, the prodigals are, are going to come home to the Lord. They're going to find a relationship with him. They're going to rediscover his love and walk in that. And the addictions and the drug addictions are going to melt off of them. And the addictions to the things of this world by the power of the Holy Spirit and the outpouring of his spirit as prophesied and promised in Joel chapter 2 is going to cause young men to, to see vi visions and old men to, to dream dreams and young men to see visions. It's going to cause the people of God to, to come and return to the Lord. I, I believe that God is moving by his spirit, but do not forget that you are a result of someone's prayers. God does not forget prayers you may have forgot what you were praying about last month, but God did not. You may have forgot what you were asking God for on the, the floor, crying out to God for a, a year ago, but God has not forgotten, and he wants to accomplish those things in your life. Do not forget that. And, and I want to share this about Ziklag. Obviously, we know that it was given to him or, or re-given to him by the Philistines. And God knows and he can bless you through whoever and the favor of God will find you. But also this, it, it says this about Ziklag and where they were in 1 Samuel 30. It says that many mighty men joined David there. Many people seeking refuge joined him. Many people that were, were lost and, and hurting and confused 
they came alongside of David in this place called Ziklag. And listen, I want to tell some mighty men of God and some mighty women of God that, that maybe they've been running from God or, or maybe there's some things in our lives that, that, that we're going to go ahead and give over to God. But, but never like right now is it the right time to give your life to the purposes and plans of God. Never is it better than right now to give to God those gifts that you've been hiding those gifts, those powerful gifts that God has given you and, and given us for the kingdom and to, to serve others and to love. Never is there a better time, mighty man of God, mighty woman of God. Never is there a better time to say, God, here are my gifts. God, use them, whatever they are. God, I pray that they would be used for your glory. God, I just give them over to you to be a part of something special. And as they came, we find ourselves in 1 Samuel chapter 30. We see that David and the mighty men were, were basically surviving. And they returned to what was a nightmare. As they came back to Ziklag, they saw that it had been burned and everyone there had been taken. Now, I love the Word of God because it doesn't leave out anything, and there are such amazing truths in there. If you look at this particular uh, uh, run of Scriptures, 1 through 7, it says a couple of things. Number one, it says that no one was killed. It says that they were carried off. Not one person died or passed away as this they came and, and ransacked their town. They carried them all away, and I think that an important point. And this, David was hurting too. David wasn't just a leader that was not touched. He actually lost his, his wives and, and his children were actually carried away too. But they returned to what seemed to be a nightmare. But maybe not everything was what it seemed. You can imagine the unbelievable stress that came upon all of them. And you can read about that when they came back to all of what seemed like loss. They were so stressed and, and so grieved and they cried so much they couldn't cry anymore that they began to turn on each other. Wow, isn't this a picture of our country, right? Isn't this a picture of our world right now? Stress comes and difficult times come and we have the tendency to turn on each other and, and not band together. This weekend, this Memorial Day weekend, my goodness, I don't know what it'll take. It, it, it may take the, 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 the rapture of the church, ultimately the return of Jesus Christ and, and, and to rule and reign forever. I, I don't know what it's going to take to ultimately bring us together, but, but they turned on each other and they turned on David. They spoke of stoning him. And I think it, it speaks of what's in you when something comes against you. Speaks of what's truly in there. Is there praise in there? Is there faith in there? When something like this, that, that's insurmountable stress, according to our humanity, overwhelms you and overwhelms them, it, it, it shows what's in you. But I love this. David had been through some things. And he knew there was only one place to go. It wasn't to, to find the approval of other people. It wasn't to try and get them to like him. And it wasn't to try and smooth it over. The Bible says that, that in verse 7 it says that David strengthened himself in the Lord. Now listen, if our churches have never taught our people and, 
and, and encourage them how to strengthen themselves in the Lord, then, then maybe we need to, to regroup and we need to rethink about how we do things because if we can't teach people of faith how to strengthen themselves in the Lord when tough times come, then, then we need to, to relook at everything because tough times do come. But guess what? They never overcome God. I might be sweating and I might be, I might be going through a time where I'm losing some sleep, but I want to tell you, God is never worried. God is never sweating. He's never stressed out. He's watching over us, and he's watching over his seed, his people. He's watching over his bride, and he is going to bring to fruit what he said would happen in their life. David ran to the Lord, Jesus. He, he ran to his God. He strengthened himself in the Lord, and he sought the Lord. It's so hard sometimes when such stressful times come. What is the voice of the Lord? What isn't the voice of the Lord? Maybe that's the order it needs to be in right there. Maybe I just need to go strengthen myself in Him before I start seeking for advice and guidance. Maybe I just need to go to Him and praise Him. Maybe I just need to go to Him like a father and say, Lord, here I am. We're broken, God. Strengthen us and help us. But the Bible says that He strengthened Himself in His God and then he went in and he sought the Lord. He sought the Lord. I want to say it again today. If there's never been a time where we came and prayed and we came and we fasted and we turn our hearts to the voice of the Lord, now is that time. Now is the time where we say, I'm pushing aside my agendas and my thoughts and what I want. And I want to seek the voice of God. Never has there been a time where, where everything has been taken off of our, our schedule and, and now we can look to him. He sought the Lord, he sought the Lord. Listen, it says this. It said they had over, overcame Ziklag and burned it with fire and taken captive the women and all who were in it. But both small and great, and they killed no one but carried them off and went their way. Think that it's interesting as David strengthened himself in the Lord and he sought the wisdom and guidance of God. He didn't look, he didn't look to politicians for guidance. Thank you for those authorities that we are submitted under. But he first sought the Lord. He first went into a place of prayer, listening for God, trusting in God. And I think it's interesting. It says they killed no one but carried them off and went their way. God knew what way that was. God knew the direction that the Amalekites had went with all of the families of David and his mighty men. 1 Samuel 30, 19 says that as they went, as they went and they followed the Lord, the Lord spoke to David and told him to go and recover and, and go and, and all these things will be given back to you. Pursue them, the scripture says, the Lord told David. Pursue after them and, and you will overtake the Amalekites and bring back all that's been lost, Jesus says nothing, 1 Samuel chapter 30 and verse 19, it says, For nothing was missing, whether small or great, sons or daughters, spoil or anything that had been taken. For David brought back everything. And he also captured all the flocks and herds, and the people drove the livestock before him. So they brought them back to Ziklag. Nothing was missing. They recovered all. I want to tell you something today, and this promise today is, is for 
the believer. It's for the one that belongs to Jesus Christ. It's the one that calls him Lord and calls him Savior today. I believe this same promise is here today. And I want to say it to every believer. Anything you have lost, you will recover. I want to say if there's something that is in my spirit and, and I feel through the power of the Holy Spirit today to give a, a word of, of, of knowledge today and even a prophetic word to somebody today to receive it as anything that you have lost, you will recover. There may be some of us that are in here today that, that businesses that we were working for went under. I want to tell you something. It may not be that same business, but it'll be something better. You will recover. There may be some of us that are in here today through the, the, the constant uh, being in the house with family. It's caused huge friction and it's caused separation even in marriage. I want to tell you today that you will recover. There may be some that, that have raised their children to know the faith and to walk in the faith and, and they've walked away from it right now. But, but I want to tell you something today. The Word of God never comes back void. And if you've raised them in, in the way that they should go, when they're old, they shall not depart from it. You may feel like you've suffered loss, but I want to tell you something today. You will recover. There's some of us that felt like ministries have fallen by the wayside and, and they've been lost forever. You will recover. There's some of us that maybe are watching or that in, are in this room that the talents and the anointings and you know that God has called you to preach but you feel like it's all lost. You will recover. I, I want to speak to somebody even in their body today. It, it feels like your health has been lost. It feels like you're not going to be able to, to rise up and recover from this. And I just want to tell somebody, I don't know who that's for and I don't want to put a, a broad statement out there because I'm not God and I don't know when a miracle happens. I don't know how, uh, I know who brings it but I, I can't declare all the time but I want to tell you there's somebody today that there's health in your body that you've lost and you will recover it in the name of Jesus and by his power and by his grace because you belong to him and because he's your savior and because he's powerful. Do not look at your circumstances. Do not look at what you're surrounded by, but look to who you belong to. You belong to the one that is over it all. I feel compelled to say this this morning. You know, we're, we're in a, a broken world, a chaotic world, and, and there's always been this discussion, and, and I know pastors and, and many of you scholars, and you, you study the word, and You've had education and all these things in the Word of God and constant conversations happen about the will of God, the will of man, how they interact, how does God bring about His purposes in life. And you know, I'm not God and I'm not all wise and I know His wisdom's above our wisdom, His thoughts are above our thoughts, His ways are not my ways. But I'm compelled to say this today because I heard and it struck me in such a powerful way. You know, the, the will of God, it... God's going to take us to his ultimate purpose. He's going to take us to there. That port, it, it, it's, we're, we're going to make it into that, that place. 
somebody explained it like this. They explained it like a ship, and the ship is headed for that port, and no matter what, we're going to end up in that place that God has for us. Man's will and man's ideas and man's thoughts and man's brokenness, all of those, we're like the people on the ship. The ship is still going to make it into port, but, but the people may do what they want, but ultimately that ship is headed towards this, this direction. And, and I just, I thought about the, the sovereignty and the power of God, and I thought about the purposes and plans of God and how they'll be accomplished. If there's one thing over the last two or three months, uh, as we see the Bible unfold, as we see it happening in our world, there, there's never been a time where I trust and believe in him more. There's never been a time where I, I'm looking up like I am now and waiting in, in anticipation of that trumpet that's going to sound and ultimately we're not going to escape from this place but we're, we're going to ultimately we're going to be, be receive what, what God has planned for his people and he's going to take us to that place with him but, but I want to tell you this do not be overwhelmed with your emotions or even what you see right now. For we serve a God that knows the end from the beginning. His name, he's called Alpha and Omega. And that's not just the beginning of the world and the end of the world, so to speak. It says that he's, he's forever been from beginning. He's Alpha and Omega. And in your life, he's Alpha and he's Omega. I'm, I'm going to tell you, that's somebody's word right there. He's Alpha and Omega. He's the beginner of the good thing in your life. And he's the finisher of the good thing in your life. Man, God doesn't just start something. He didn't just start something in Leah's life and Jacob's life. He didn't just start something in David. He finished those things in their lives. And you're no different today. And you know why? It's because you're called by his name. You belong to Jesus Christ. He's given you a new name that's written down in glory. Yes, it's, it's mine. It's mine. I woke up this morning singing that song, Waymaker. Even when I don't see it, you're working. I wonder if that becomes more than a song and that becomes a declaration this week. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it. You're working. He's our way maker. He's an on-time God, and he's an online God lately. I'm just saying, okay, all right, sorry. Just had to be myself for a minute. Pastor's going to come, and he's going to exhort and pray over the, 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 the people of God today. He's going to finish up for us today. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for all that you've done. Many workers and leaders that have continued to minister to our families and our church and all over the world. God bless you. He is an on-time God, and he's with you. He'll finish what he started, and we will recover in Jesus' name. from God this morning than the word recovery. Recovery for your family, recovery for your own life, for your health, for your strength, for business, for finances. There's a lot of needs we have in here. Some need to recover their joy. They need to recover peace because through this season, this has been a wake-up call 
It's been a time where we've had to endure. And I like what Pastor Cameron said when he spoke. He said, kind of this season has revealed who we really are. Some of you out there, maybe perhaps even in here, you don't like yourself post-COVID. You don't like what you've become. You've become a different person, impatient, and, and, and in so many ways, you, you've been tested. God wants to give you back peace that's His. Recovered joy in your life. And I want to say, and I felt led when He was speaking, and I want to thank Pastor Cameron. I'm not here to, to preach His message. He preached a word of God. I knew that God had a word through him today, and boy, he proved that. This is a word for us. Recovery. Recover all. When David looked at his family and saw his wife and his children coming back over that hill, can you imagine how he felt? Listen to me. There is no way. I said this in a devotion the other day. God does not waste your pain. God don't waste your trials. This week I watched a young man as he said goodbye to his mother. And we drove up to Cleveland, Pastor Richard and I, to be a part of the service there, honoring Nancy Schuler, Nate Schuler. I watched him as he stood there, so such a class act as he stood by his mother, as people paraded by to express their grief, their sense of comfort for him. But I watched him as I stood back in the room, I thought, as he was being kind and gracious and he was being a gentleman. So many of the family members were walking past and talking to him. I thought, Lord, I'm so proud of him. I'm proud of the man he is during the tough time. He could have sat in a chair and wallowed in his grief and everyone would have understood. But he stood there like a soldier. He endured the, the tough season. He was determined to give honor and glory in everything he said to God. Let me tell you something. You've just come through a dark season. You're still coming out of it. And many of you have said we, we've lost some things during the last several weeks. But let me tell you something. God is not going to waste the pain. God's not wasting the trial. You're going to recover all. I'm praying that prayer for you right now. You're going to recover all. And there's some parents that you've been praying and believing, holding, fasting for your children. You've been holding on to them. You've been holding on to the rope of faith, and you feel like that rope, you're about the end of it. Let me tell you something. He is a faithful God. His word stays true even when you and I get tired. Even when we get weary, God is not. I like what he said. He's the beginning and the end. He is the beginning. He is the end. He's all the way through this thing. He's the in-between. God's in control. So we're going to pray a powerful prayer right now. We're going to pray a prayer that is an enduring prayer, a prayer of recovery, a prayer that literally gets the attention, shakes the, the very prayer bells, if you will, of heaven from this service and from wherever you are. We're going to pray right now. If you are going to pray for recovery, for something in your life, I want you to lift up your hand right now. I need to recover some things. I need to, I want included in this prayer. God knows my heart. I'm claiming some recovery. In the name of Jesus, every hand just about has been lifted up in this place. And all across the network, right now, wherever you are, agree with us. Pray with us. 
we're praying right now. Prayer is one of the most important, most valuable, most essential things you can do. If you never darken the door of a building ever again, don't lose your prayer line. Prayer is what touches heaven. Prayer is communication between us and heaven. If you haven't been praying during this season, then I don't know what good coming back into a building is going to do you. Let's pray right now. And if you need Jesus, if you need him in your life, I'm telling you it's not religion that's talking to you right now. It's not a bunch of stuff that has been learned, conditioned, brainwashing over the years that I'm talking about right now. I'm talking about a Savior. I'm talking about Jesus Christ, Son of God, who is ready to save your life, rescue your soul, and give you hope for eternal life with Him. A, a, a Savior that will give you hope over tomorrow, strength for today. I'm talking about a powerful Lord who is going to work in your life right now. Accept Him. Believe in Him. Trust Him to be your Savior right now. We're going to pray that prayer in just a moment, but let's all pray together. Shall we? Let's agree together here in the house and everywhere where you are. It's going to be powerful. I'm believing right now there are going to be showers of favor, showers of healing, all kinds of blessings, strength, recovery is coming to the body of Christ right now. Lord, in the name of Jesus, we're praying. We're standing on the rock, Christ Jesus, our Lord. We're standing on every promise that we have in the Word of God. We are believing right now, Lord, for miracles to take place all across this globe. Lord, everywhere they are, I'm believing for a rain shower of blessing and healing and deliverance and salvation, even in this very room right now. But God, all across, wherever the Wi-Fi takes this service, I'm believing right now for miracle after miracle after miracle as recovery comes to the body of Christ, as recovery comes to the mother and the father that's holding on, as recovery comes to that one who is sick and can't hardly make another day, can't take another step, in the name of Jesus Christ, by the blood that was spilled at Calvary, we are believing right now for the glories of God, that heavenlies to come down in the midst of our lives and bring recovery. In the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you, we honor you, we bless you. And Lord, we do not fail to give you all the glory, all the praise, and all the honor for every good gift that's coming, every blessing and every healing. In Jesus' name we pray. Why don't you help me right now? Let's just give the Lord a hand clap of praise and honor him. You're you're right there in your house. Why don't you put your hands together and begin to clap? The Bible says, clap your hands all ye people shout unto God with a voice of triumph we are triumphant through Christ we have recovery in Jesus name amen and amen and amen can I get an amen out of this crowd amen I don't know why I'm saying this Amy several times in this service the Lord has spoke your name to me I prayed for you during the service and I'm just now getting ready right here and the Lord says to you Recovery. Write it in your Bible. Mark the date down. Recovery. Complete recovery. Joy unspeakable. Peace like you haven't had in a long time. Sleep like you haven't had in a while. In the name, I'm not speaking that. I'm, as a pastor, I'd love to comfort you with that. But I'm telling you, that is a word. I'm prophesying over you right now the word of the Lord. Receive that recovery in Jesus' name. 
Let him touch you right where you are. I'm telling you, the Lord is doing some wonderful things. I can't hardly wait for next Sunday. Boy, we're going to have a time. Pentecost Sunday, the Spirit of the Lord day, and we are going to be in his spirit. That wonderful, wonderful day. Plan now to be here. RSVP, so we know that you're coming. And, and hey, somebody said, well, what are you going to do if you fill up? We're almost full already. It's almost full. And you know what we're doing? Because we will not mark this down. We will not turn anyone away from God's house. Can I get an amen? What we'll do is we'll just keep adding services. I'll stay here all day next Sunday. We'll fill up at the next service we'll have. It'll be at 1 o'clock, and then we'll go at 3 o'clock. Then we'll go at 5, whatever we got to do. You want to come to church? You're coming to church next Sunday. We're back in service here at Stratford Heights. God bless you. Thank you so much. Come on, pastors, come join me. We love this. We've added this little tradition at the end of our service. Gary, come up here with us, buddy. We love you. We miss you. And next Sunday, we're all coming home. Praise God. Amen. We love you very much. Have a great weekend, great Memorial Day weekend. We honor all of those who served, and we thank you for all that you do on a weekly basis to pray to fast and to prepare and next Sunday we get to welcome you home officially so God bless you Lord bless you and keep you may his face shine upon you and be gracious Lord
Yeah. 